Hi, One Goal community. It's Elaine Boyd, Pelotonia's Event and Volunteer Operations Coordinator. Since 2008, Pelotonia has raised over $236 million for innovative cancer research. And thanks to our partners, 100% of those funds have gone directly to research at the James at Ohio State. Together, we will see an end to cancer. To get involved in our one goal, visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org or click on the link in the episode notes. This podcast is powered by Pelotonia. To learn more about our goal 10 cancer, visit pelotonia.org or see the link in the show notes. We, you know, didn't have any problem in adapting the name as, as the, the Major Taylor Club to honor him. Here was an individual that overcame all the obstacles of being African-American in a sport that he wasn't welcome in. And it just says that if you love something and have a passion for it, you can succeed at it. Welcome to One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. We're a passionate community dedicated to funding innovative cancer research. I'm your host and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Your journey with us to the finish line begins now. Pelotonia is powered by an unstoppable community, and it's through research we will see an end to cancer. We want to thank our major funding partners for making all of this possible. The American Electric Power Foundation, Huntington, the L Brands Foundation, and Peggy and Richard Santulli. When you're done experiencing this episode, we'd be honored if you could leave a review or share it with family and friends. This really helps extend the impact of this series and helps further our one goal. And now, on to the episode. Well, we're super excited today uh, on the One Goal podcast to have the group from Major Taylor Cycling Club. So we'd love to just give the three of you an opportunity to introduce yourselves and, uh, and, and give a little bit of background on who you are, but not too much because I know we're going to get into that. I'm uh, Robert Bradley, uh, also known as Dr. Spoke formerly known as the Mad Dasher. <laughs> I, I was the club secretary for 40 plus years. Uh, my name is George Harper, uh, better known as the Prez, who's president of Major Taylor for uh, the first 40 years of, of the club's existence and um, uh, one of the founding members of, of Major Taylor. It's a heck of a nickname. Hey, I'm John Tobert. Um, they call me T and uh, I've been a treasurer for 40 years <laughs> at the club, so. Somebody's counting the money. I like it. I like it. Well, you know, I think one of the fun things about Major Taylor Cycling Club, and especially around Columbus, um, most people that have ridden in Pelotonia have probably seen you guys out on the, on the roads, and whether they knew it or not at the time. But let's go all the way back to the beginning. You know, you guys really started your cycling sort of as a hobby and, and this lifelong hobby, really. Um, but what ultimately transformed into starting the club? We'd love to hear that just origin story. Well, I guess we can go back to our uh, uh, Portsmouth run, a uh, good friend of ours, John Fuller. Uh, he had came to us and, and had mentioned that there was a ride that they do from Columbus to Portsmouth. At that time, you know, he had gone downtown a few times and seen all these folks gathering and, and, um, and wanted to do it, but just didn't feel that he had anybody to do it with. And, and, and that ensuing year, I think we didn't see any, any folks of, of, of color. You know, I think there was probably 6,000 people on that ride. You know, you can count them on one hand. So he kind of recruited myself and, and two or three other guys 
So our first year, uh, our endeavor went down in 1978. Uh, I think we had about 60 miles training. Uh, we had uh, 40, 50 pound bikes and, and that kind of a deal. So we was pretty raw. Um, among the, the tough rides of, of Portsmouth, that was probably among the, the, the rougher ones, you know, even though it didn't get the snow and, and ice and that kind of stuff, it did have the headwinds. It was hellacious. We made it down there. But on the way back, uh, we happened to run into uh, Robert Bradley. I think the story goes, I don't know whether Robert ran up on on uh, John Fuller or Fuller ran up on Robert, but they both claimed that, it was, it was <laughs> that they were responsible for getting the other one back to town. You know, that he, let the, <laughs> he let Robert draft behind him and Robert claimed that he pulled John Fuller all the way in and all that kind of stuff. But it was just kind of the, 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 the camaraderie of, of cyclists. So as the story goes, you know, uh, a week later, you know, everybody was kind of bragging about what they had done. And and so the challenge was, you know, who carried who on the Portsmouth ride. So he's all right. Well, let's um, okay. Let's let's go. To, let's do do a uh, Mount Vernon, another hundred mile ride. Uh, I guess he was playing the, the tortoise in the hare. Uh, Robert Bradley, like he said, he was nicknamed the Mad Dasher, and John Fuller was the steady peddler. You know, so uh, they argued about it. They said, okay, all right. Well, let's see. We'll see who's you know who whose technique is, is is the best. So we lit out for Mount Vernon, Ohio. As a result, I think we ended up pulling in a few other folks that yeah. <laughs> didn't really know what was going no, no. on, but they, they had a bicycle and they saw us riding, you know, and they said, hey, you know, we like to ride with you guys. So we ended up with, what, about half a dozen about folks? Yes, yeah, about ride, a dozen, you know? six of us. Coming out of Mount Vernon, Robert Bradley, the Mad Dasher, takes off. And we didn't think we'd ever see him again in life. And we kind of, kind of had, had wrote him off. And for picking for for like uh, clarity's sake, Robert's not like a short, hundred and twenty no. pound cyclist. Like he's no, no, no. Robert's like me, like Clydesdale <laughs> through and through. And, <laughs> well, and at the time, Robert was very intimidating because he had big thigh muscles and had veins <laughs> shooting through him. I mean, he. You know, we're talking 40 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> so he disappears down the road and we rolled back up on him at an intersection. He's standing there with his arms crossed and we couldn't figure out really what the deal was. But it turned out that he did not know the way back. Home. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so he had to stay with us in order to find his way back home. So out of that experience, I mean, we had such a, a, a good time. It was real challenging. Everybody really moved themselves to the next level of, you know, enjoying cycling and the camaraderie that, you know, that we kind of had built, you know, with, with these fellas. Uh, it just kind of stayed with us. That same year over in Dayton, Ohio, that's where we used to have to go to get high, high end equipment for our bikes and stuff. And okay. the bike up over in Dayton, Ohio, they have to have a publication you know, on, on, on a shelf there, and I had to pick it up and look at it. And it had a picture of Major Taylor on the cover of it. And it was his 100th anniversary birthday. And, uh, you know, I you know, kind of shook my head. I said, wow, you know, who is this guy? I'm, you know, a, a black history buff, more or less. I had never heard of Major Taylor. You know, the article kind of ran down his life and all the uh, world records that he had held. And, and it just kind of 
blew me away that the fact that that this man was as great as he was and we no had one. never heard of him. Yeah, he never made it into the history. Never no, made it no, into the history. No. So I I brought that back and, and shared it with the fellas and it was just yeah. a, a no-brainer. You know, I mean, hey, this this is the man. I mean, his story was so inspirational, you know. We, you know, didn't have any problem in adapting the name as, as the, the Major Taylor Club to honor him and to be able to get his name out there and, and, and get him recognized for, for the many feats that he had done. When you think about the history of Major Taylor, like for someone that's never heard of Major Taylor, like what would you say about him? You know, he held all these world records, but like what was it about him that just like radiated to you that like this was the guy? What makes him stand out is the the problems he had in this country uh, to get recognized. He attended events and got beat up and they cheated him and so forth until his manager took him to Europe. And that's when he made his mark. So when we talked about Major Taylor, we, we talk in the sequence of first world champion, just happened to be in cycling, happened yep. to be African-American, and then his story follows that. And then people are amazed at the fact that like, who is, like George said, who, who is this? I mean, you know, who's, we, major who's Major Taylor? John, we'll go, we'll go you first uh, on this question. You know, when you think about Major Taylor and, and the legacy of Major Taylor, what's it mean to you? Well, it means that, you know, here was an individual that overcame all the obstacles of being African-American in a sport that he wasn't welcome in. And it just says that, like, you know, if you love something and have a passion for it and you continue to do it, you can succeed at it. And he proved a lot, particularly for his era as, as a black man in a sport that he was the only one in. That's what it means to me. What about you, George? Just his image of being a, a clean living African-American that understood what was going on at the time and was able to uh, overcome those obstacles that, that that was really, you know, holding back. Uh, and at the same time, he had enough insight to want to pass his knowledge, his mm -hmm. experience on to future generations. Robert, what about you? Um, simply put, I think um, just the fact that the major's in the consciousness and he's um, received the recognition of cyclists across the country, around the world, um, simply again, the major lives. Do you think in your heyday, uh, you know, Robert with the big quads and the veins and all that stuff, how long are you hanging with Major Taylor on a straightaway? <laughs> Robert's not, the doctor's not hanging. with the Major. So you guys formed the club and, you know, George, you were the, the first president. You know, aside from cycling and, and getting together and going to ride, you know, I mean, you guys had a vision for this club. You guys wanted to make an impact. So can you share just how, you know, when you were sitting in somebody's house or someone's backyard at one point and sort of thinking about what Major Taylor Cycling Club could be, what was that dream for you guys? Well, one of the other main things in the formation of the club was the safety aspect, uh, riding in numbers, just like the, the experiences that Major Taylor had out there on the road were folks who didn't want him to be out there. He had people threatening his life because, you know, um, they didn't want him to be doing what he was doing, you know, because uh, you're back in the turn of the century, uh, you know, African-Americans weren't supposed to be 
doing something that was considered a leisurely activity and winning and and, and, and in competition, you know. Yeah. So part part of our thing and in, in, in having a group and riding as a group was for the safety aspect of it, because, uh, you know, when you're out there by yourself, I mean, folks, you know, do yell things at you and may throw something at you. But when you were the group of three, four, you know, folks, they're, they're less likely to, to, to want to mess with, with no you arrest, in a group. Minimize harassment. And see, I think, you know, well, at least for, for me, the other thing is the camaraderie. And see, I, I'm not from Columbus, but when I hooked up with these guys for cycling, I said, they must be crazy ride a bicycle that far. Next thing I know, I'm on a bicycle riding. <laughs> Friendship has been over 40 years. So mm-hmm. that, that says a lot. When you look back at when you started the club and looked at each of you individually as cyclists, like do you guys sort of smile and laugh, or you know, like what were what was your level of sort of knowledge and safety know how? And it it sounds like Doc, you know, had some quads for days over there. And uh, the main thing was, can you hang? And if you could, then you were in. You could roll the boys. If you couldn't hang, see you next week. Um, but that in and of itself made us somewhat, I guess, intimidating in a yeah, way. Yeah. But then we started to attract these other folks that wanted to do the same thing. And here we are. And when he says, here we are, there's over 73 other major cycling clubs in the country right now. And, and we're the first. That's what I want to talk about next is, you know, you guys form this club and, 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 you know, uh, name it in honor of, of Major Taylor. And when you fast forward today, there's over 70 clubs in the country honoring him. You guys were the first ones to do it. How did that grow? And how did that word get out? And how did that spread? I mean, it, what you guys launched was amazing in it. And most people don't appreciate that, you know, those clubs, the origin of that is is with you guys. And it started here in Columbus. Well, the, the, the amazing thing about cycling is that it is enjoyable. And, and if you enjoy cycling and having fun, then other folks that you <laughs> run into kind of chime in on that. It, it, it ain't as enjoyable riding by yourself as it is to be riding with somebody else. And, and that was part of the thing of, of, of having a, a group. And we never really had to go out and do any kind of recruiting or anything like that. Just like in, in other communities, there's a lot of folks out there who ride bikes, but then there's those people who want to learn how to ride a bike and want to be able to ride with somebody. And that's kind of like was the attraction that we had for, for new cyclists and things. People would come to us. We would, you know, help them with their bike and, and that in turn, they'd bring other folks. So it kind of, kind of grew in that sense. But, but the commonality is that, that folks really enjoyed the cycling. And, 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 you know, we always looked at ourselves as, you know, we we weren't normal people <laughs> because anybody that jump on a bicycle and, and ride a hundred miles. That's a very fair statement. No, you know, don't and, you, Joe? And, and, so, and so I don't care, you know, how you look at it, you know, you, that's not regular folks, you know. I mean, they're, those are special people. What's the farthest you guys have gone? What, like, what's the farthest you've taken the group out away from Columbus? Well, we took about 10 guys out to Denver, Colorado for, for the ride to the Rockies. Uh, oh, wow. And, and we've done rides down to uh, uh, Georgia, Florida, uh, those kind of places. But uh, yeah. um, 
the six day ride out in California was probably our, our biggest feat as far as uh, a group ride. And um, cause that was a six day ride and we covered the whole coast. Uh, we were supposed to went all the way down to uh, San Diego. But when we got to LA, they had a big group that came out to meet us and rode in with us and had a great big party. Let's <laughs> <laughs> watch that. That's as far as we made it. <laughs> I'm curious from uh, from both Robert and John, like what are other, you know, like favorite rides you've ever done? For me, 1980, went to New York, came back with an Italian bike, transferred the club. Uh, then we went, decided to ride to Cleveland. At some point on the ride, my seat broke. And so I said, well, maybe when we get to Cleveland, they can fix it. Everything would be hunky-dory. No such luck. So I rode from Mansfield to Cleveland, up there, all around the next day in Cleveland, and rode back on Monday on this broken seat. Um, I had, what's the proper, uh, I had rash. <laughs> I tried to abandon in Sunbury, Ohio. <laughs> we were 30, 40 miles away from home, and I was crying, trying to get off the bike, and the prayers wouldn't let me. <laughs> you can do this. It's leadership right there. <laughs> well, basically, we just told him that if he didn't finish the ride, he wouldn't get no credit for none of it. <laughs> he didn't finish. <laughs> what about you, John? The most fun I had was 2014 at the Seagull, Seagull Center down in uh, – Ocean City, Maryland. We got another guy that rides with us named Joe Strada, and and um, we'd ride out to Bethany Beach, and uh, I mean it, it'd be a crowd of us. I mean it, they'd be hammering out and coming back, and so on the way back there was a headwind, and uh, we were struggling, and Joe Strada uh, eased off from the group, but I saw him, I followed him. And it was the best thing I ever done because he took me through a shortcut back to the park to the condo. So that was that was fun because we got back and everybody else came back with the tongues hanging out and we had showered and everything was watching TV. And I said, I'm with you, Joe. Um, but but the ride, I think I learned the most on in terms of uh, camaraderie and the meaning of the club was when we did Mount Rome down in uh, oh, mercy. in North that Carolina. As, uh, it's a <laughs> eight mile climb that takes two hours. Oh. Uh, and uh <laughs> and I just I mean, you know, the club, nobody left anybody, man. I mean it was it was just awesome. How many members do you guys have now? At last count we had 113. 80 of those are active. You know, the newer members that you're seeing, like what's really motivating them to get involved and sort of link up with you guys cycling is is on an upswing uh right now and a lot of that has to do with pelotonia uh from attracting new folks into cycling Mm -hmm. because what pelotonia is doing now is what the portsmouth ride did back you know 25 30 years ago when they had six thousand that was the biggest you know biggest event pelotonia helped us too and, and we helped pelotonia because as the popularity of pelotonia took off more people wanted to come out and do training rides yeah. with us. Just so they could do just, Peloton. Just so they could do Peloton. No matter how many miles they were going to do, they just wanted to be able to, well, know how to ride in a group and how to fix a flat tire and and, and maybe ride 100 miles. So they'd ride with us, and then we'd 
get some new members. I mean, unsolicited, and you all get riders. <laughs> so, so yeah. it was a win-win, Joe. Yeah. You know, you know, you touched on Palatania a little bit, and and have had um, you know members of the club ride. I have never met a single person that didn't know somebody who was impacted by cancer. You know, cancer affects every community in our country. What's just the general feeling and thought about really seeing something that you guys have been doing as a hobby for so long, now doing some really good things in our community? Well, I, I got something I can read to you that a member of ours wrote. He is a two-time cancer survivor. I, I, I'm going to read this to you real quick. Okay. Uh, I've done Pelotonia three times. The most recent after my first cancer surgery, I'm a two-time survivor. As a cancer survivor, I found an entirely different view of the ride. It was one of the most emotional cycling experiences I've ever had with the ongoing support from other riders who found out I was a cancer survivor. The other riders who found out that I was a survivor and the cheers and encouragement of people lined the route. I did downtown to New Albany, 45 miles. It was one of the most life-affirming experiences I've ever done. Now, post-organ transplant, and as a two-time survivor, I am looking forward to participating again this year. That says it all. Yeah, no, that's a pretty amazing message um, from your member, Phil. And I mean, it's so well said. It's so well said. I'm curious, uh, you know, you guys look into the future, 25 years, what, what the hopes and dreams are. Like, where, what's, what's Major Taylor Cycling Club doing? We want to be the fastest in our age group. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we've done consistently is, is uh, work with youth. Uh, Robert and George started a Major Taylor Youth Ambassadors program some years ago where we were going into the high schools and um, inquired about those who wanted to learn about cycling. And we learned a lesson. Uh, don't select students that are 11th and 12th graders because once they get their license, the bike ain't cool no more, okay? Um, but then then now we're involved with the um, Linden area urban scouts, urban scouts, okay. urban youth group. And so they are interested in learning more about cycling. We're going to be doing a presentation uh, at Reynoldsburg Middle School, I think, about major tailoring and cycling. So we're trying to do a little bit more in the community and being involved, as well as having donated bikes to faith ministries. So future-wise, we want to continue the club to grow and do some things that will help us identify those youth who are interested in cycling. And one of the things that we thought about possibly was if we could get enough youth 15 and up uh, to ride with us uh, in Pelotonia one year so that they could get the experience. Because I think the way you get hooked in cycling is with a group. Yep, 100% agree. And and when the group is large enough and you see all that's going on, you're fascinated by what's going on and people doing different stuff and you come back and say like, I wanna do that. So those are some of the things that we wanna do. And then of course, the big thing is to promote the history of Major Taylor and who he is. Well, let's tell people how you know, if, if they're interested in getting involved or connecting with you guys, um, you know, becoming a member, what that looks like. Yeah, we have a, a, a website. It's, it's just really majortaylorcolumbus.org, uh, and they can go there, and uh, the new website will allow them to register if they want. Uh, it'll post um, our Wednesday night rides when the schedule comes out. That's pretty much it. 
Yeah, and anything about Major Taylor, you just Google Major Taylor, and it'll take you to a, a slew of different uh, websites that that tells you his whole story and 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 all that. Well, this was uh, this was super fun, and it's, I mean, it's amazing. You know, forty plus years, you guys have have had this group, and you know, honoring Major Taylor and. So cool that, you know, you guys are part of the Columbus community and, and so just really appreciate all three of you sharing the story and, you know, keeping his legacy going and, and really, you know, just continuing to, to keep the Columbus cycling community thriving and a lot of that credit goes to you guys. So thank you. Well, it goes to George because this 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 brother right here. Man. It don't go to George. It doesn't go to George. Well, I've always it said we wouldn't have done anything without these guys. It ain't he, he he kept it alive for forty years, man, because nobody's been president for forty years or, or treasurer or secretary. But but he kept it alive. I mean, not only here in Columbus, but in all the states. And and they know that George Harper started Major Taylor. And when we made it into Wikipedia as the first. They should have George Harper's picture right next to it. <laughs> I think we can do that on Wikipedia. Potentially. I think like that's how Wikipedia works. So yeah, we, can, we can make that happen. Well, you got to have these guys there with me because without their support and, and 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 pushing me on every year, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't have been able to happen. Oh boy. Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys once again, and uh, I, I can't wait till the rest of the community can hear this. So appreciate this is awesome. This has been One Goal, a storytelling podcast from Pelotonia. I'm your host, cancer survivor and president of Pelotonia, Joe Apgar. Interview and production scheduling by our marketing and communications team, Gabby Blauert, John Tolbert, and Alita Smith. One Goal is carefully crafted and produced at the studios of Wessler Media. Mastering by Joey Gerwin at Orange Judio. Special thank you to all of our guests for being willing to share their inspiring journeys for this podcast. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe so you can get seasons one and two as well as future episodes. If you want to learn more about the Pelotonia community and how you can make an impact on cancer research, see the link in the show notes or visit pelotonia.org. That's pelotonia.org.